Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Surreal Gerald Quinn. Looking back at another brilliant episode of the hit series and classic series, Snowfall. Of course, we are almost done. We got about, what, four episodes left? Well, five episodes, including this one. Well, we will be done my entire look at the entire six-season run of Snowfall. We're up to season three, episode six, Confessions. I'm not going to break out the usher, but it was, it was hard not to, but I won't do that to y'all. This is episode, of course, overall 933 of the Real Deal podcast. Quick recap. Rigo gets his club. Franklin learns more about Alton and Teddy Mac, for that matter. And Melanie, Melanie goes to a party that will forever change her life. Um, certainly to, it'll be certainly a lot to uh, talk about that in terms of the upcoming episodes uh, that we'll see. Themes, getting to know you. Um, so in this episode, we saw Franklin really find out about a side, find out about his dad and also Teddy Mack uh, in ways that, you know, I don't think necessarily surprised him, but still, he still certainly was taken back from, uh, taken back by it. Uh, so that was to me the main the main theme of this episode. Um, let's go right into um, the deep dive. Alton. So Alton, this was a big episode for Alton. Uh, he, you know, everybody loves a comeback story. Alton, outside of the main characters, Alton was always one of my favorite characters on the show. Uh, easy to root for. Again, everybody loves a comeback. Um, we saw how Alton started in this um, series in season one. I think he appeared, his first appearance was episode at the end of the episode. I think at the end at the end of the pilot uh, when Franklin broke down and started crying and, and cried in, in the car with Louie and told him, you know, take me home. Um, so Alton was homeless at one point. He was locked up. He has cleaned himself up and gotten back into, of course, the good graces uh, with Sissy, who we know how much she loves him. And frankly, Alton has become a very viable asset to Franklin as far as giving him advice on just life and especially how society is, is right now. Alton and Franklin are basically cut from the same cloth. They don't believe in the system. They believe in doing things a certain way. Um, they don't know it. They don't believe in it. They don't trust it. And they, you know, it's one of the reasons why Alton has accepted who Franklin is as a drug kingpin. Um, now, you know, you don't want your son to be a drug kingpin, but Alton sees, you know, Alton sees the government as an alternative, and he right like he's not. He understands why Franklin hasn't gone that route as far as just being a part of the system from that standpoint. Now, of course, we know Franklin technically is working for the government from the standpoint of his association with, with Teddy McDonald, Reed Thompson. But Alton understands Franklin. And in this episode, we see him give him a number of uh, jewels in regards to the Black Panthers, in regards to uh, just, and we saw even in regards to just life in general, um, 
there's a scene um, with him and Franklin, you know, that, you know, we, you know, there's a scene that at the end of the episode, and we might as well, I'll step on it now as far as best scenes, where Franklin learns, uh, you know, one of his cousins was, you know, was shot. That uh, was a part of the Black Panthers. The guy, this guy apparently was a guy, was an informant for the FBI. And Franklin initially thought that he was killed by the cops, uh, by the cops. But during his, Franklin, during his own research, realized that the guy ended up being shot with a single gun, with a single, uh, single, the gunshot wound was a single, was single. And that lends itself to be more of an isolated, uh, that, that's a hit. And Franklin was able to put this together, put this, these two things together doing his own research and then out and, you know, confess at the end of the episode that it was him that that did the hit. Uh the Panthers finding out the guy was a was a snitch and informant was gonna were gonna torture him and he just wasn't gonna let that happen. So he basically put the guy out of his misery and and killed him on the spot in his own place. Um so again that, you know, there's a humanity in the out that you root for. There's a humanity that, that gravitates you towards the character. Outen by any by no means is a saint. Uh, I mean, he, you know, really wasn't really was you know in the, in his younger years was a bad father. He was a, a drug and alcohol abuser. Um, he, in essence, Franklin, in essence, grew up without a father. Uh, the closest thing he had to a father probably would say would, would be probably Jerome. And then he basically had to be raised by, you know, a single mom working all these jobs in Sissy uh, in regards to uh, his mother, Sissy. So, look, Alton has his faults. But up until this point, he really has made a remarkable comeback uh, as far as cleaning himself up and as far as really, really trying to be there for Franklin in a way that, it's not so much I, I can make up for all these years that I miss, but let me help you get, you know, let me help you. Get, I know who you are. I've accepted who you are as a drug kingpin. There's no, I'm not, I'm not trying to change that. It is what it is. But you know, he gives them, he, he gives them, he he gives them the four one one basically on what type of uh, government official. Or what type of uh, what type of person Reed Thompson, uh, Teddy McDonald is in terms of the government? He he's able to deduce that he that Teddy is on his own with this mission, and this is not uh, something that the government is like one hundred percent backing. So he's able able to give him some info on Teddy uh, that leads Franklin to get to um, going going by other means to get more information on Teddy. So again, this was very valuable, valuable in, insight to the government, how the government works. And again, Franklin, despite the fact that he's a drug kingpin and is, you know, making moves as far as the business world, he's still green to, you know, again, this character is only why in his late teens, early twenties, if that, I would say Franklin's about nineteen or twenty years old, if he's that. Uh probably not play nineteen, twenty. So he's still figuring shit out on the, you know, uh, on the run as he as he goes along in this particular journey. Out being by his side is invaluable 
considering what type of life Alden has lived and considering his under um, how well he understands uh, the government. Um, there's a book. Uh, there's a book about you know if you want to know more about the Panthers and you know there's, there's a number of books in terms of informants and how the FBI tried to infiltrate the Panthers and he did infiltrate the Panthers. But there's a particular book called Black Against the Empire: um, The History and Politics of the Black Panther Party. is a great book. Uh, I need, actually need to reread it, to be honest with you. Uh, written by Joshua Bloom and Waldo E. Martin Jr. So I definitely recommend it. That's one of one of the better books that you'll read about um, what transpired with the Black Panthers and, and the government. Best scenes, Franklin, Sissy, Alton. This is, um, this is the beginning of the episode. Um, and this is when Alton shares with franklin you know about this is this is not the this is not the confession the the confession this uh this is the the confession came at the end of the episode this is where Alton gives is basically concerned about um reed about teddy mcdonald uh teddy mcdonald reed thompson and basically tells franklin you know yeah, he needs you now, but what happens when he doesn't need you anymore? And he says, look, you will see a gangster coming a mile away. You're in these streets, you're a kingpin, you're trained to do you're, you're great at that, that's what you're trained to do. A guy like Reed Thompson in the government, if he if he tries to get rid of you or wants you gone, you will never see him coming. Again, invaluable advice to Franklin. Um, so that's, this was a great scene as it, he had Franklin, he has Franklin's complete attention at this point. Like Franklin... Normally in the past, we've seen Franklin try to go back and forth with Alton, try to use Alton's past of alcoholism and drug abuse against him and all those things, all the bad things Alton has done. That was not the case in this scene or in this particular episode. He really was at attention when Alton spoke on these particular subject, on this uh, particular subject matter. Franklin, Avi, Leon. So again, we continue to see the evolution of uh franklin he comes in uh with two of his guys ready you know ready for a gunfight not that being not that not that being his attention but avi owes him money he goes he walks right into avi's place talks for a couple of minutes and then says you know basically points it basically points the gun at avi and says hey, i'm not that i'm not that kid that you saw you know that you saw in season one basically like you got me basically saying you got me fucked up in essence. And Avi has no choice but to not only does he, you know, not only is he going to get his money from Avi, but he uses this as a means to get information on Teddy McDonald that probably I would say is even more valuable than the actual money that Avi owes him. And this is where Franklin is great at taking situations, turning situations like this and using it to his advantage to get more than what he actually was owed to begin with. Um, he's using, again, Avi kind of did this to himself with the old trying to steal Franklin's money uh, and lie about it you know, with that, with a couple episodes ago with, with uh, Cash and Carry, if you remember, uh, when they went over to Panama. So Franklin has completely flipped this entire situation and, again, used it to his, his, his advantage and uh, Avi has no, uh, Avi has no, you know, Avi has to, uh, basically has no choice um, with where Franklin is at right now and considering the fact that, you know, Franklin is also backed by uh, Teddy McDonald. So Avi gives him the respect. 
and he ends up getting him that information from Reed Thompson for uh from Reed Thompson. And by the by way, lets him know, hey, you got me this information. You know, Avi tries to, you know, Avi tries to, you know, put you know, has has a lot of pride, we know, and try to say, Hey, I got you this information because I like you. Like, no, you actually got me this information because you lied to me. And I took advantage of you of that lie. So he reminds him, again, I'm not a kid. This is not like this is you you're not dealing with the same guy you once dealt with in the past. Those days are done. And he makes that clear to Abby during this scene and during this episode for that matter. Junior and Tony so Tony knows that his agent, someone that he worked under him is probably is is probably dead. He lets he lets Julia Julia know um that uh gives her a name, gives her the, the, the Reed McDonald name. Excuse me, the Reed Thompson name. Of course she knows exactly who it is and doesn't of course doesn't give away the fact that she knows who that she's married in essence to Reed uh, to Reed Thompson, Teddy McDonald. And basically, um Julia has to be very coy during this interaction. She can't give away anything uh to tip off Tony, who obviously is enraged that you know he lost the agent and really doesn't have anything to show for it as far as any arrest or, you know, you got, again, Lucille and both, also both three. So the mission basically is, is shot from that standpoint. And um, he tries to get information out of her. She is not able to get it. She is not able to. She doesn't, of course, doesn't give him next to anything. But what she finds out, of course, uh, is that obviously that, that her husband has been Involved is involved with this deeper than he probably had led on to her, and she uses that to get a confession out of him later in the episode where he admits, and one of the few times that you see Teddy will admit to making a mistake in regards to getting Soledad or Lorena involved in that. He basically says, Hey, she's gone, you know, we took care of the body, I made a mistake. And again, one of the few times during this whole entire series that you will see Teddy admit uh, to making a mistake. Franklin and Teddy, so they do a drop. They do a drop uh, where they exchange, of course, drugs and money. Um, Franklin then offers to offers Teddy to uh, basically for some lunch. Let's go, you know, let's break bread. Teddy reluctantly goes to a uh, to a diner of Franklin's choosing, and they have a very interesting back and forth uh, between them, where you see the different ideologies between the two. Teddy is pro America, great country. Uh, what we're doing, I believe, what we're doing in terms of, you know, funding this uh, this war and the importance of it, and the kind of it kind of gave up, gave that for yourself by the bootstraps, uh, kind of speech, in a way. Well, not all the way, but kind of like there's still opportunities in America. I still believe in this country, even though it hasn't treated your people in regards to. We mean, your people terms of blacks, the the best. I still believe there's an opportunity for success. And Franklin basically says, "No, we we don't live in the same America." And if you want to hear a great depiction of the two Americas, go listen to a doc, Dr. Martin Luther King. Just brilliantly breaks it down the two Americas in one of his you know many just tremendous and great speeches that he has it's on it's on YouTube, so it'll be easy to find. And frankly, in this scene. We see the two Americas in this scene at this at this table, not so much, even more so than a, a white man in control with the power versus a, a young black man who's trying to find his way. 
Um, you see the two Americans in, the, in, in, this, in this conversation. Uh, Franklin says, your people are trying to maintain power. Our people are just trying to survive. And there's a clear difference. Like, we're not, we don't live in the same, we live in the same country, but we don't live in the same country in essence. And I thought this this scene, this was a great scene. Brilliant scene. Uh, I mean, both act, what again, tremendous, well acted by both guys, uh, Carter Hudson and, and of course, the Damps and Ildris. And uh, it's just a great scene. Um, when these two are in the scenes together, they they do magic. The, the chemistry between these two these two actors actors these two characters. Um, so uh, I I love this scene. And again, Franklin getting to know uh, was getting to know who Teddy was even even more so during the course of this episode during the course of this scene in particular. Eva and Melody. Uh, I initially did not have this as a um, a scene, but I. I you know, when I watched the episode again, I thought that just had to be, I had to put this in. So, Melody, of course, is going back and forth uh, with Andre. She finally concedes and basically says, I'll go to school. Uh, at, you know, I'll go to school if, you know, if you allow me to do this, that, that. Andre says, okay, good. You know, your last night of partying, whatever, you say goodbye, and then we'll go on the road trip and, and, and what have you. The reason why she conceded was a conversation she has with, with, with Eva. You remember Eva is her best friend. They went to the party together. Um they do everything together, you know, party together, hang out. Uh and of course Eva, you know, likes uh likes Leon. She was talking about Leon uh, no, as she walked in the door. So she goes over to Melody's house. Andre is at work. Uh they cook up some fries and some drink some Kool-Aid and you know Melody's saying Melody tells her I'm not going to school. And Eva's like, you know, what, what do you mean? Like, you have a great opportunity to get out this hood, to get out this life, uh, and make it and just start a basically, in essence, a new life. I wish I, sorry, I wish I could be in your position. And, you know, it's kind of reminiscent a little bit. I, I remember on the wire with Michael, where Randy complained about saying, I was, you know, Miss, I forgot the name of his, his stepmom, his, his, um, not step my foster mom, I think Miss Emma or something like that, had me on a leash. And Michael basically said, at least you got a leash, uh, comparing his home life with Randy's home life, which Randy, of course, had a much more stable life than Michael ever had uh, from that standpoint. And Eva basically saying the same thing to Melody. You have, I, I'm stuck here. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to college. I'm probably end up getting a job and going and being around here. You are not, you have opportunity uh, to make something of yourself. It's a very poignant scene of the, the definition of what a good friend is, telling you not so much what you want to hear versus what you need to hear. And, you know, she could have went, she could have went and said, hey, you know, let's, yeah, good, just staying. You know, we're going to party the summer away. We're going to, you know, chase these men and do, and go live our lives. Like, but no, she wanted, she knew the best possible situation for Melody, for Melody was, uh, for her to go away to college. MVP, Alton, this was a, you know, um, this was an Alton episode from start to finish. Uh, Kevin Carroll is just phenomenal as as the character. Again, just the humanity, the compassion that he brings to this character. Um, again, you want to see this dude win, in essence. You want to see him end up uh, going right by himself, doing right by Franklin. You want to see him... Uh, get his life together, 
uh, again, he the actor is just brilliant in bringing out that 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 uh, compassion uh, for the character and uh, this evolution from season one to season three of his character has been you know going from the street and being homeless to being back in the house with Sissy and and really providing really you know being a father for the first time in his life uh, has been it was one of the bright points bright uh, really one of the bright storylines of, of season three so. I thought this was a this was a out without question an out episode and he he gets my MVP. That's gonna wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I will see you next time as we look at episode seven of uh Snowfall, which will be a lot of fireworks in that episode. A lot. So that should be a great episode to look back on. Have a great, great rest of your day. So long.